Hello once again, everybody. It is DGen75. You know, I often get this question. If What is the one, you know, like, I want to be a successful long-term player at PGA DFS. What does it take? And the answer is simple. You got to know courses so well that you got to, like, know when there's some questionable trees that a gust of wind might knock over and delay play, pushing the weather edge even greater. That's the inside knowledge it takes to be successful at PGA DFS. Come on, new guy. I'm fucking joking. Nobody would have ever known that stupid shit. These are the kind of variables we have to deal with at PGA DFS and why a lot of fucking pros don't want to play this shit because, like, random shit like this happens. It doesn't. You don't see fucking trees falling on the fucking court at NBA, do you? No, you don't. No, you don't. So, what's up, new guy? It's the Masters. There's some of you that are new. I'm Degenerate75. I'm a PGA DFS content creator who has been playing PGA DFS at a pretty successful level for a long time, and I'm here to help you get a little bit better at it, because if you don't know this shit, be tough, and I'm here to help you not step on your dick so much. If that sounds nice, and maybe you want to quit blowing all your money, well, then check out about the next 20 minutes, and maybe come check out the schedule right here. You see it? I do the live stream every Wednesday if you like kicking the nuts, aka classic, but of course, you're here for the showdown hoedown every Friday and Saturday night for round three and round four, which the biggest edge exists because people are dumbasses and don't know how to play it. People are playing afternoon guys today at Showdown when they're clearly going to have worse. I just got a feeling about that Hovland. He looked so good yesterday. Okay, dumbass. Thank you for the money. Thank you for the money. All right. Uh, I got to leave with this. <sighs> play is done for the day, right? Let, let, let's just go right over to this. Let's go right over to this. Play is done for the day. They're going to resume tomorrow at 7 a.m. Slapdick time zone. That's Eastern for all of you that live out there, okay? You should know that. You live in Slapdick time zone. I live in the Lord's time zone. What does that mean? Well, that means we don't know the cut yet. It's leaning towards plus two, but it, honestly, it could go plus one. It could go plus three. I'm going to tell you right now, for the players, we had this exact same situation, and it killed the cut sweat show for one Pat Mayo, who I will be the first to admit I'm a big fan of, and I love his cut sweat show, and I highly doubt, based on what he did for the players, he is doing a show tomorrow morning. So if he is not doing a cut sweat show tomorrow morning, I imagine the big guy will be doing a cut sweat show. It was fucking gangbusters for the players, so I might be doing it. Be looking out on Twitter. I'll tweet it out if I do, and of course, the stream will go live on YouTube, so just have your notifications on, right? And that will also uh, get you there, right? Oh, by the way, I never say this. Like and subscribe. Turn on your notifications. That really helps the big guy. Tell a friend, because you know YouTube ain't sharing my shit, okay? At the end, if you're here for my top, for guys that are historically good round four players, or you want some uh, pickums and you want to know some good over-under plays for tomorrow, hang around to the end. I'll tell you about it, okay? Uh, I, I encourage you to use underdog. You see my little code right there? If you sign up using my code, you will get a 100% match uh, deposit bonus, and just show me or the editor that you did it. I'll give you a free week over on my website. Pretty fucking good deal. Some have said. Some historians have said that. All right, you want to know how I'm doing it week long? Well, let me tell you a little story about a guy who played too much Wills Alatoris. Right off the bat, before that guy, that little skinny fuck, Mr. Glass, that's his new name, before he had a single shot, 38% of my lineups were dead when he uh, WD'd, as you can see. I had him as my third highest exposed player at, you know, if you count uh, FanDuel, a little over $3,000. So was that a swift kick in the nuts? Yeah. Yeah, it was, okay? But this is what we sign up for. If you play PGA DFS and play, I always get fucked. Shut up. Okay, it happens to everybody, okay? Kevin Nall also withdrew, and I didn't have his ass, okay? And then tomorrow, Brooks Kepka's going to get locked up knee, and he's going to withdraw. I'm kidding. Maybe. So, uh, anyways, with all that said, believe it or not, out of my 72 lineups, with the fucking loser Rory and the fucking loser uh, bitch face uh, Zalatoris, I still have 25% of my 72 lineups getting a 6 of 6 through, which is pretty incredible. And you want to know how you can play Will Zalatoris killing 38% of your lineups and play the loser Rory McIlroy and still manage to be above the field average at 6 of 6? It's really simple. I did this crazy fucking thing called checking the weather. 
All right? It's not real hard, Bob. And uh, I checked the weather, and I, I played all my scrubs from the uh, 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 late early wave, right? So all those guys like, you know, Ryan Fox and KH Lee and Sepp Straka and all my bottom end guys, they all made it through the cut because they were out there in the best conditions both days. What a novel fucking concept, right? Now, I'm, I've, as I've always said, when it comes to weather, that shit don't affect the studs, okay? And that's why I played a couple studs from the other wave. But when it comes to scrubs, I'm telling you, weather edges make a difference. And you don't want to be playing scrubs from the wrong side of it, okay? By the way, how's my Corey Connor donkey dicks doing out there tonight? I hope you're doing well. I know you're here because you played him, and you need to get some showdown action because all your lineups are dead for playing that moron. All right, I'll play Corey Connors at 20% right around the same time I, I, I knock out a, a, a 300 push-ups in a row. Not in this lifetime. Not in this lifetime! Okay, we're moving on. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to shit on you, okay? So, anyways, am I alive heading into the weekend? Sure, sure. I mean, I don't have enough guys up in the top 10, but tomorrow's going to be a fucking shit show, I have a feeling, and there's going to be some guys going to shoot some ugly numbers tomorrow, and we might get back in it. All you need to do is have a 6-6 six to six and then see what the hell happens, okay, Bob? Let's talk about the course today. Well, if you don't know, so first of all, yesterday, big gap yesterday. If you didn't see the wave edge yesterday, look at that. Almost a full shot and a quarter difference between the two waves yesterday. And then you look at today, it's playing at about two strokes difference. So we're heading towards like a you know a full three-shot uh, stroke difference between the two waves, right? And, and I told you on Wednesday, they're not true waves, but they're definitely a delineation between them, right? There is early and late and late and early. And I can't imagine tomorrow is going to play much easier. So this wave edge really kind of saved my ass from playing the loser Rory and Will Zalatoris. That's what that that's how a wave edge can really save your ass. And uh, you know, we'll see we'll see if it ends up panning out. But the fact that I got 25% through 6 of 6 feels like a fucking miracle. Uh, some things to talk about the course. The course was, you know, I mean, it's playing pretty decent. The course is playing nice and solid. You could tell the flags were in much tougher positions today. You could see that the course was a little bit firmer today. There were some big bounces on those greens today, playing much firmer than it did the first day. But I don't think you're going to see any of that anymore. I think the rest of it, it's going to feel like a fucking open championship. Based on these rains and these winds we got coming in, it's going to be a grinder fest. A guy, you know, just anecdotally, Europeans are guys that I'm going to be just inherently leaning towards. I don't give a shit what their stats say. I want to play Shane Lowry when it's fucking drizzly and rainy and cold outside. Plus, it won't even be cold to him because he's got a fat guy suit on. I can tell you for a fact, he'll be toasty warm. I live that life every day, big guy. So that is how it played. Is you know, And let me just say one thing. I'm getting ahead of myself here. You know, for so, for so long, I never thought I would get this feeling again of how good it feels to lose my ass when Brooks Kepka fucking boat races everybody. It feels so good to be back. Fuck that guy. Okay, moving on. Let's talk a little contest selection for tomorrow. Pretty solid contest. I, you know, honestly, if I'm being honest, I think DraftKings kind of un undersold it a little bit. Uh, they were probably worried about this weather delay. And so, yeah, it might lead to these things. You know, they'll probably fill, but they won't fill as quickly as normal. The big $20 tomorrow with the third to first. Polly, tell them. Well, now nah, we ain't playing in that. I ain't going to play in it, man. I just don't play in those. When it's a third to first, it's stupid. You want to play in a lottery? You go right on ahead. But don't fucking bitch to me. I always lose the DraftKings. That's because you play in a dumb dick contest like that, bruh. The 555 tomorrow, quarter to first, you know, okay, it's not the worst. It ain't the best. Uh, this excites me. They got the old 254 max up tomorrow, right? Only 20% to first. Okay. All right. I can get down with that. I can get down with that. Um, my baby, the $10.18 max, the one I got created looking very good for tomorrow. 12% to first, half of second to first, and 10th place is only 125th of first. Don't love that, DraftKings. Fucking reach out to your boy and get my approval next time. Uh, the $200 single entry, meh. $100 single entry, meh. 
Let's see. Is there anything good down here? $33 single entry is always good. At least they put the club twirl up to 20000 It's crazy that for the Masters, round three, they can't even put the club twirl up to twenty five. Okay, Jesus, DraftKings, let your ball sack drop. Uh, let's see, anything else? I mean, honestly, the, the, the contest selection is a little underwhelming tomorrow. A little underwhelming, it really is. You know, like, I'm trying to grow a uh, showdown, trying to get more people excited, and they put out Donkey Dick contests like this. I will be the first to admit, they're probably a little scarred from the overlay that happened last time we had one of these delays. And which brings me to my bigger point. Okay, and I just gonna, I'm going to leave with this before I talk about anything. Okay, what's the first thing that we check? The first thing we check is me saying a, a, a statement. You want to know the biggest edge you could have at Showdown tomorrow? The biggest fucking edge you can have. This is what it is. Get your bitch ass up in the morning, watch golf, see what the cut line is, and see the guys who make the cut. That's the biggest edge you could have tomorrow, okay? Not like, oh, I have this feeling about this galaxy brain play. No, just get in there and go play guys that make know what the cut is. That's a big one. And then guys that get in on the number, and you're going to get guys at super tremendous leverage plays legit one or two percent because people are like i went to bed and i didn't see who made the cut who made the cut okay those fucking guys have no chance at winning okay take advantage of those guys have your ass up in the morning be sweating the cut probably with me i gotta get a host i don't want to do it by myself and let's watch the cut and then let's go toss our lineups in uh for round three okay that that that's the best thing you can do tomorrow that's the biggest edge you can give yourself okay and you got to think, there's what, 15,000 or 17,000 lineups in the big $20 tomorrow? I would guarantee you something like over half of those lineups tomorrow will have no fucking idea what the cut is. They're just going to pick names on a screen and be like, I have a feeling he's going to make the cut. All right, well, let me just tell you, you can go put Taylor Gooch in your lineup. That bitch ass misses a three-footer on 18. He ain't making the cut. And you're like, it's a three-footer. Bro, my guys have been missing three-footers all week, so I don't want to fucking hear it. All right, there. That's the biggest edge. Now, let's talk about the weather tomorrow. If you don't know, I'm a rich fuck. I, 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 I paid the $18 subscription to windy.com, and as you know, uh, the weather's been good. I fucking nailed the weather edge this week. As I told you, I would lean heavily towards PMAM, guys, when it came to the scrubs. I said that on the Wednesday night show, and it came to fruition. If you were over on the website, I did a late-night weather edition, and I told them that I would be leaning heavily on PMAM, guys, and a three-stroke difference, Bob, that's a fucking lot. That's a lot. That'll, that'll overcome a lot. So, where are we at here? Well, tomorrow, you know, these guys are going to go out in the morning. I imagine a lot of them, let's see, where were the earliest guys? So we still got guys all the way back on hole 10. So we got to figure they have at least two hours of finish to finish, right? At least two hours to finish. So if they start directly at seven o'clock, that means that they're going to be going till nine and they'll probably have to re, and this is assuming that it's okay to play in the morning because as you can see the little blue lines on here, they're going to be getting some rain in the morning. So it's also going to assume that it's going to be uh, uh, playable. So you're thinking, oh, rain, the course is going to be soft. Well, yeah, probably will be a little softer. It will not be as firm as it was this afternoon, but you also got to note 26 mile an hour gust steady all day tomorrow with constant 11 to 13 mile an hour winds. This course ain't playing like a bitch this week. And now you're going to factor in some nice steady winds with big gusts. There are going to be some mother- there's going to be some dudes in the leaderboard at the top of the leaderboard tomorrow shoot a 77 at round three. And you're going to be thinking you're winning all the GPPs and you're going to look up and not even be cashing because there's going to be some dudes implode tomorrow. Furthermore, I think it is worth noting that the highest the temperature gets tomorrow is 50 degrees. If you don't know, that's cold. And, and uh, golf is harder in the cold. The ball does not travel as far. It is not consistent with it, it, as consistent with its distance. You factor that in with gusts, and you factor that in with maybe some sideways rain. Maybe it gets in Rom's eye. It's like, I already hit that shot bad because water was in my eye. Okay, whatever. Idiot. So, 
Uh, that those, there's a lot of things. I cannot imagine scoring is going to be easy in the morning for those guys guys finishing the round. And then when they come out to play round three, I'm going to guess somewhere between, uh, let's see, if they're going out there at 7 a.m., I would guess somewhere between 9.30 to 10 a.m. They will get round three started. Well, if that's the case, then I think that you are uh, going to want to prepare for a rocky road tomorrow. I think it's going to be brutal. Matter of fact, I don't want to give away, but hang around to the end. I'll tell you my underdog's take because the big guy's got some. So that is the weather tomorrow. It is going to be raining on and off. It's going to be consistent 11 to 12 mile an hour winds, and it's going to be gusty as fuck. It will be by far the toughest conditions we've seen in these first three days. Thursday and Friday, you're like, oh, the course is kind of tough. You don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. It's going to get real tough tomorrow. All right, so if I do the stream tomorrow and I have to turn around and hurry up and make a bunch of lineups, how am I going to do it? I'm going to use it doing the solver, which as you can see right here, Degenerate 75. It has my projections, my ownership for all of the showdown, for all of the week long in there. Okay. If you want to sign up, you want to get my projections and my ownership, it's simple. You come right over here and you get the best optimizer out there. Not for $130 a month, but simply $25 a month and you get access to all my projections and my ownership and you get to make the best optimized lineups. Because as I've seen these last two days, you can have the nuts uh, 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 player pool, but if you don't have uh, uh, an optimizer making your versions of the lineup, it's not going to get it done for you. I was a lazy fuck today and I just made a, a couple lineups and I handed them all and I did not have near the success as when I have the optimizer. Because it will make the best version of my lineups. All right, let's talk a little strategy. Who are some guys? First of all, you got to remember a lot of this data is going to be very incomplete. We're looking at round two, but the problem is a lot of these motherfathers are only halfway done through round two, right? So some of them, uh, these, these numbers could change dramatically before they go back out there. All right, first of all, you got to notice, is Brooks Kepka a god? Yes. Yes, he is, okay? I want to go back and I want to lead on this. Right now, as you can see, the cut right now is leaning towards being plus two. But as you can see, it actually, this is one of the rare instances because it's such a limited field and there's so many people there, or so few people there at plus two, it could actually go either direction. It could go uh, plus two or plus three, or excuse me, plus one or plus three. So there's a really weird sweat in the morning where it could go really good or really bad depending on what you're cheering for, right? So I think the first thing you want to look at is who are these dudes just lingering because it's T50 and dies. Who are these guys? We you have to you know if Poston if Poston he will get in. Poston will get in uh, if the cut is plus two, right? But say it moves to plus one, which isn't that crazy. Well then Poston's out. And you don't want to play him, right? Then you want to start looking at guys like you know Taylor Moore and Siwoo Kim and these guys that just barely made the cut on the number, right? I mean, and by the way, I think I'm pretty sure Taylor Gooch has a bogey putt, a bogey putt, because I'm pretty sure he's already missed his par putt. So he can actually move, move all the way to plus three. He can actually miss the cut if he misses that three footer, because I don't think that's for par. Uh, okay, so that's the first thing you want to do. Go get those guys that just barely got in on the number. Okay, that's a great thing right there because you're going to get them at super discounted ownership because lazy fucks aren't going to be sweating the cut up until the last minute, seeing when they can get guys in. Make sense? The next thing you want to do is go look at guys that made the cut that kind of spun their wheels today, right? Anybody that shot like an even or a one over are great bounce back candidates, right? A Jason Day started out hot fire, let it get away from him. Gary Woodland spun his wheels all day. Um, trying to add, uh, well, some, I don't want to say some of these guys because they're still out there and we don't know how they're going to finish their round, right? Uh, a guy like Tom Kim, actually, I thought he was going to miss the cut for a hot minute, actually kind of rallied, showed a little character. Uh, Tony Fee now. Scotty Scheffler, by the way, if you don't see Scott, if you were like, I got to play Scotty, he played so good yesterday, um, or you don't, <laughs> that's the answer, anytime a guy's going to be 35 or 40% on at showdown, let me just go ahead and tell you the answer to this test, don't ever fucking play him, that's the answer, especially when it's not round four showdown where you have to factor in position points, there was just no way Scotty Scheffler at 35% was, was uh, you know, uh, whatever, four times more likely to outproduce a guy like whoever, whoever you wanted to play today, right, um, and so you should have just faded that, I faded that, and it was easy, right, I had him a week long, 
long. Let's just fade him and uh, see how we can do at showdown. Uh, Dustin Johnson, a good bounce-back candidate. Uh, well, I don't know if Sepp Straka. Max Homa, good bounce-back candidate. Patrick, well, Patrick Canley is still finishing his round. Fred Couples, I'm kidding. If you play Fred Couples, just go smash your head into a building. Uh, anybody else? Siwoo kind of spun his wills today. Taylor Moore, JT Poston, guys like that, okay? Those are the first two things I'm looking at. Guys who barely make the cut, guys who are bounced back. The next thing I'm going to look at, who absolutely killed it today. If you want to chase a Russell Henley nuts round two days in a row, you go right on the fuck ahead, and you go pay that 18% ownership and see what Russell Henley will do to your soul tomorrow. You fucking wait and see. KH Lee, did I love KH Lee today in Showdown? I did. Go look at the leaderboards and see how many of my flags are flying at the top of it because we were big on Team KH Lee today. Am I going to play him again tomorrow? Not a chance in hell, Bob. Not a chance in hell. Am I going to chase a, a 99 Point nine percentile round from Sam Bennett. Not in this lifetime, brother. Mackenzie Hughes, hashtag sleepers. Not a chance, right? These guys, you know, Brooks, could he do it again? Yeah, Brooks seems like a, the fucking animal he was in 18 and 19. Um, but at the same time, I think that everybody's going to play him. I think he'll probably be somewhere between 25 to 30% owned tomorrow. And the same rule applies to him as it did to Scotty today. Anytime somebody's that chalky, you just fucking fade him. It's showdown, bro. It's a single round of showdown. Maybe. I don't know this because I don't play all the DFS sports, but I have to imagine it's one of the very most volatile DFS sports there is out there. A single round of showdown. Shit be crazy. From there, you know I love to go search approach. Look at Tony Finau. Shot a two over today, but his approach was sick. So if you're an approach guy, which I have always found to be the thing singly most correlated to success, uh, uh, round to round, Finau seems like he would be a good one. Morikawa. You know, he had a good round today, uh, you know, but he, his approach was pretty fresh, bro. Pretty fresh. Seamus Power, if he makes the cut, he could be one of those sneaky guys. He's getting it done with the most important thing, which is approach, but he's kind of sucking everything else. He sneaks in on the cut. Seamus Power is a guy, you know, I, that I would be kind of having on my radar. Max Homa, incredible approach round today. Gary Woodland, incredible approach round today. Yeah, I don't know if I want to count on McKenzie Hughes to continue to do that. Mito Pereira, donkey chuck, making the cut and ball striking. His ass will go ham tomorrow. Uh, Ryan Fox. Wow. Didn't think that HV three making the cut, made a big rally, made the cut. Great ball striking. These are things I'm going to look at the next one. Did anybody just completely shit on themselves off the tee? You got to remember these got to be guys that made the cut. I wouldn't count on Max Homan to lose one and a half strokes off the, uh, off the tee tomorrow. Tony Finau. I would not count on him to lose a full stroke off the tee tomorrow. Uh, Seamus Powell would not count on him to lose that many. I feel like we're saying the same names. I feel like this lineup's building its fucking self here, Bob. Uh, yeah, by the way, go ahead and count on Russell Henley to pick you up another two and a half strokes on uh, around the green tomorrow. Good luck with that, dude. Uh, from there, Victor Hovland. Horrific day around the greens. You know what we, Victor Hovland calls a horrific day around the greens? Uh, fucking Tuesday. That's, just, that's every day of the week for him. Uh, I'm feeling really good about my short game. Bullshit. Shut up. I listened to a little Twitter space on uh, Thursday night. Guy said that. I'm like, you're right, guy on this Twitter space. I'm off Victor Hovland. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Um, oh, wow. That, wow. Matthew Fitzpatrick, really good ball striking, really bad around the greens two days in a row. Matthew Fitzpatrick could be like one of those guys just laying in wait right there, right? Gary Woodland. We've already talked about him. My God, man. If you're a ball striking truther, you better be playing a shit ton of Gary Woodland tomorrow. Uh, Cameron Champ, you missed the cut because you suck balls. Anybody else? Okay. Um, the, 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 those are all things I'm looking at, right? I, I'm looking at uh, guys who are going to make the cut, which you need to be watching the cut sweat show tomorrow, which I'll almost certainly do now. You need to be looking for bounce back candidates, good players. And almost everybody who's making the cut at the Masters tends to be a pretty good player. Uh, and then you, you uh, stay away from these guys that had really good rounds. Maybe make an exception for Brooks because he might just fucking boat race this thing and win by 12. 
and then look at approach. Uh, those, those, those are the basic keys. But you want to know the best thing you can do? Come over to dgen75.com and check out my website. It is the best community out there. It is teaching you how to play. We don't have any picks, but we have tons of plays. Plays are knowing how to make plays, make choices based on playing the game and not simply just who to fucking pick. If that's what you want, you can go ahead and fuck off now. We've had quite the month over there. Check out this collage. All my brothers winning. You'll never see my name up there because it ain't about me. It's about them. Oh, yeah, and I have the best stone or <laughs> the best tool and all of PGA DFS. It's called the Rosetta Stone. You want to know how to make good decisions for uh, uh, the Masters round three showdown tomorrow? Well, you check out the Rosetta Stone. I'm about to go put it together right after this show. Get it out from my website. It will have everything you need on there to make informed decisions from ownership to sleepers to pivots to who is really approaching the different ways in which you can measure approach, short game regression, bad game regression, historical round three, all of those things. Come check it out. I promise you, you won't regret it. We do have weekly packages. Which leads me to, who are those four guys that are really good historical round three scorers that aren't like the obvious ones? Keegan Bradley? What the fuck? Taylor Moore? Okay. Justin Rose? Every rose has its thorn. And Russell Henley? Okay, fuck that. But those are four guys who are all very fairly priced, who are uh, very good historical round three scorers. If you, if you buy into that narrative, which I'm going to go ahead and tell you I do. Why did I play Chez Revy last Sunday? For round four, simple. He has a great round four score. That little short piece of shit just goes out there on Sundays and fires at every flag. Which leads me to the last thing. Go to Underdog right here. Use my code DEGENERATE75, all caps, and get a match deposit bonus of up to $100. And go do the pickums. Okay, you see right here, pickums. You go over here to pickums, and you go make them. Who am I going to be playing tomorrow? Well, it's very simple. I'm going to be taking the over everywhere on strokes. I think these guys are going to get their asses handed to them. But but more important than that, I'm going to watch those first two hours in the morning and see how they're doing at the end of round two. If I see that it's a struggle bus like I'm anticipating, I have to anticipate the course will only get more difficult as the day plays on. So I will commonly be looking for overs on strokes and probably unders on birdies because you have to imagine that Saturday and Sunday at Augusta, they're going to tuck those flags and tucked flags on a rainy cold, windy course. Ain't going to equal many birdies, right? So with that, I will be attacking the under on birdies, the over on strokes, especially for guys who go out as late as possible. That's my strategy. I encourage you to do whatever you want. If you want to follow me, go ahead. In the meantime, don't forget to like and subscribe. Turn on those notifications and be looking out for that cut sweat show. I might just do it. I'm a wild man. But in the meantime, enjoy this peaceful mother father outro.